Hey, Alex. Hey, Andrew. What's this? How's it going? What are we doing? This is Brains on the Outside, man. What's that? Is that, is, and that, and that, is that a business podcast about celebrating creativity through ridiculous business ideas? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do we sound so weird? Uh, currently, I am hundreds of miles away in Bruges and Holiday, and I'm, I'm talking to you not on my really impeccable mic, but on my terrible little iPad mic. Yeah. And as I'm speaking, the resolution is getting worse and worse and worse. We've gone from like 1080p to like 240. But we can make this work. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Technology is amazing, man. Technology is amazing. Even though the resolution on my screen is very low right now, yeah. the business ideas, I've got a list of 12 amazing ideas. I'm going to spread these out for months. Super HD, <laughs> high definition, ultra, yeah. You've heard of 4K. This is 23K. <laughs> 23K ideas. 23K 240p screen resolution. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be great. I think we should start. Okay, so I've been in Bruges three days now, and it's really great here. But there is a problem of finding your way around a town you don't really know. Uh-huh. Partly because, you know, you don't know what's good and what's bad. Yeah. But it's also judging distance of getting home, how long that's going to take. Or if you have an emergency, where can you go? And when I say emergency, I mean when you really need to go to the toilet. Yeah. But you don't know where's a suitable place for you to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's in Dara, I'm always like, okay, I'm five minutes away. I don't need to be too scared. Or I know, I know coffee shops and the way that I go in. But here it's like, okay. This this is this could be dangerous. So I've got a I think a pretty revolutionary idea to fix this. Okay. I sort of taking stuff from Uber and Airbnb, this sort of sharing economy, uh-huh. applying it to our desire to go to the bathroom. So this is Poober. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. So you're walking <laughs> you're walking home. Oh, how far we've fallen. (laughs) (laughs) I said I had a lot of ideas, not great ideas. Okay. Pooper, you you really go to the bathroom, you call them up anywhere in the world, and they'll send over, like, you know those stretch limos with hot tubs in the back? Yeah. Yeah, Imagine that with a toilet in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because it's such a weird shape. It's like a stretch limo, and then there's like a box on the back, which is a cubicle. Or do do you have to go lying down? Uh, no, it's right at the back. Why would it not be the a middle man? Is, the middle can still be used for a limo. That's how they make extra money. Okay. <laughs> if you hire a limo for your prom night, the cheapest tier is the pooper limo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that solves when you're not... Like, that solves half the cases. The other cases are... Maybe you don't feel comfortable going to the bathroom in the limo with the toilet swept to the back. In a moving vehicle, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, maybe just Airbnb. Oh, okay, yeah. Airbnb, I think, is the, the cardinal is a good idea. We I mean, hash the rest of it out. Okay, all right. So, again, you want to maximize the places in the city in the world you can go to the toilet. At. Mm-hmm. It's a basic human need. Yeah. So. You, you can log into Airbnb and put your house on Airbnb. And that means people can come to your house and use your toilet. 
But in return for this, you can therefore go to their house and use their toilet. I see. I see. Any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes a lot of economic sense, especially in this Trust is Britain. Uh, yeah, to be able Britain, to, you need to be, Yeah, you've yeah. got to make your money where you can. And if that <laughs> is like, you know, just giving up, giving up your bathroom to some strangers, so be it, man. Well, I, I think it's more like your house, a lot of its functions sit empty most of the day. Yeah. You may as well be using that and profiting off of it. So your toilet's not being used 95% of the time. Yeah. You need to up those numbers, fill the other 95% of the time. So the, you're the bottleneck here for toilet usage, but that could apply to everything. Your kitchen's sitting empty most of the time, really. Could you rent it out the other hours of the day? ARP&P style. Okay, so, right, hang on, let's concentrate on bathrooms here for, for, for a minute, <laughs> right? Because, so, do I, if I sign up to this, if my, my bathroom is available to other people, yeah. Right. Someone walking past my my house. Do they yeah. just have a key to my house? Do I have to put a lock on my bathroom that has a universal key on it that everyone subscribed to the service has access to? You know how you're gonna have to change the layout of your house a little bit, probably. Okay. You know how when you go to an Airbnb that someone else actually lives in. Yeah. Then usually you don't have full access to the house. You mm-hmm. have access to your room. It would be like that. So you might have to get keys in all the other doors. Yes. Okay. So, so yeah. So basically, my front door is open, and then the door all the way up to my bathroom at the top of the stairs. That's got a special key code on it that people can use if they are part of Airbnb. And then every other door in my house has to be locked so that the Airbnb <laughs> people can't get into it. <laughs> e- you're getting it, yes. Okay. But the benefit is now you can use their toilets. Okay. And if they... Can I put limits on it? Because, I, I like, we have five people living in, in my house. Okay. And we only have one one shower in our main bathroom, which is the bathroom right. that we would air P&P. So I don't want someone using that at 7 o'clock in the morning because it means all of us are going to be late for school and or work. Okay, so... I've been talking to the devs yeah. and we are going to put in, you can put limits on it. Right. You can say between seven and eight, no air peeing, peeing. Right. Okay. However, okay. Now to make, to make this more, you will be negatively affected in the algorithm. You're not oh. going to be right at the top of the search, sadly. Oh, okay. Right. So you have, you have to balance that out. Like being the system and being a highly recommended air peeing place. And also, your own freedom. What are what are the what are the constraints about what I what I can do in someone else's bathroom? Uh, I feel it's just you have to imagine you have yeah. to treat others how you would want to be treated. Okay, so now <laughs> what you have to ask yourself really: What are you comfortable with other people doing in your bathroom? Uh. <laughs> and we're going to apply that to everyone else, right? Bathroom. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I. I feel like there's real danger of, of people abusing that, but at the same time... In what way? In what way? Well, like, I just imagine someone coming and, and like, trying to flush an alligator that they've illegally obtained 
down my to- down my toilet to get rid of it are me coming home and there being an alligator in my spare bathroom. <laughs> okay, so you're viewing that not as a hilarious story to tell with your friends, but as a huge blocker in this pond, which is not the energy you need in this boardroom, Alex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's with, with Airbnb. You know, there's a moderation system. You can flag it. You can take a picture and oh. be like, guys, there's a fucking alligator in my toilet again. <laughs> Gotta put a stop to this. This is the seventh time this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's an audit log of like there's an audit log. Yeah, so Andrew visited your bathroom and spent three hours in there. <laughs> and he used yeah. all of the soap and four toilet rolls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One star. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so the obvious next stage of this, which is exactly the same as has happened for Airbnb, is that people have custom built airbnbs and now they're going to start custom building specific toilets i'm going to put a shed in my garden with a toilet in it which is purely for airbnbing this is like um we've done that thing of people in silicon valley reinventing something that already exists and we're one step away from reinventing the public toilet (laughs) yeah but it's democratized man it's the the web (laughs) 3.0 it's all the blockchain yeah it's the blockchain (laughs) toilet thing it's the the decentralized autonomous organization toilet company. A, de- a new definition for shit coins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I I like this idea. I think there's oh, merit good. to it. I, I was I was getting the feeling that maybe you weren't totally on board with Airbnb. I feel it's just it's 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 this isn't to change how your normal toilet time goes. Ah. Uh-huh. This is for emergencies. This is shit. I've I gotta go. I'm a mile away from home, and I really need to pee. Right. What I'm thinking of is how I can massively profit off this. And I I sort of want to make a super high-end public toilet service. That is like a public toilet subscription service. Like I went to the I went to the public toilets at Covent Garden recently. Do you know how right. much it is to get into the public toilets at Covent Garden? How much? It's two pounds. Two <laughs> I, I saw a public toilet today that you need to spend 50 cents on. And I was like, nah, not yeah. doing it. <laughs> Two pounds. What were they like? Were they extremely luxurious? I mean, they were, no, they were, they were fine. It's just like massive profiteering. But what if we made a public toilet service, which was like expensive and really plush? What if it was a subscription that was like 5,000 pounds a year? Private to- toilet oh. members club. Private toilet members <laughs> club. There's something interesting and self-fulfilling about having a service that's inherently super expensive. Just yeah. like you're, you, you, this is not for everybody. One percenters told yeah. as a service. Could you? How? How many are they going to be? Are you envisioning this as you pay ten thousand pounds a year toilet as a service, but you don't need a toilet in your own home anymore? Oh, well, that now. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that, but that is really interesting because it gives you a whole room back. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What would you so I'm paying forty two and a half thousand pounds a year for Alex's special toilets incorporated. What do yeah. I get for that money? So you get like one of those Japanese toilets that squirts water directly where it's needed. Yeah. <laughs> You get uh, superheated seats. You get a, a, a range of delicious smelling spritzes that you can scent yourself with. And you get ultimate privacy and no questions asked. <laughs> oh, you also get like 
gigabit Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and every newspaper from around the, from around the world. The gigabit Wi-Fi is this is <laughs> no questions asked. No questions asked. You go in there. You want, you want some quiet time. You go in there. What you get up to is up to you. I'm not sure if opening the show in 15 minutes, but I was talking about toilets, was the wisest idea for listener retention. Uh, but, I, well, well, we'll look at the stats and we'll find out, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have a, another short holiday-ish related idea. Perfect. Um, um, hold on. Let me get my let me get my notes up. Okay. So you're on holiday. Mm-hmm. Trying to find your way around. Okay. You go on TripAdvisor to find out where it's good to eat. But the problem yeah. is you don't really know if it's actually a good place to eat or that's just the tourist trap. So Nightmares, man. Yeah, it's it's a it's not the biggest problem in the world, but it's a sort of problem we can tackle. <laughs> It's a, but that has been a problem forever, man. Because like, you know, back in the day when people just had the Lonely Planet guide, you'd be like, yeah. you, the first few people who got the Lonely Planet guide would be like, oh, this place sounds cool. It's it's a bit different because when they Lonely Planet guide people went out there, they were like, oh, this is cool and different, and there's no one here. And then after six months, every fucker's there, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> so so it's no longer cool. Our, our first night we went to somewhere that was just like definitely catered towards stupid British people. Oh, um, yeah. It was good, but it wasn't, I felt like, you know, there's probably more to be offered here. So yeah. I had to go speak to people like in bars and stuff and your service stuff and ask yeah, them, yeah. like, so where's good? Where would you go? Where's cool? And we found a list of places to go and me and my partner went and it was really great. We saw all these cool places and all these cool bars and we had a great time. But I thought, how can we democratize it? How can we bring that service to the people? So this exact thing happened to to Kay and me, and we were in Paris, and we went to a place uh, to get to get sushi from like it was like three doors down from our hotel. It was really nice actually. The guy, but the guy in there was super, super grumpy, like <laughs> way past Parisian hospitality grumpy, way past that. He was just grumpy. He was just like having a terrible bad day. <laughs> I was so so angry about it. Anyway, we ate. The sushi was great, and I went inside to pay. And by that time, I'd taken my hoodie off because it was so warm, and I was wearing a Thundercats T-shirt underneath. And I walked in, and he went from grumpy to like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And he was like, "Cosmo Cats, Cosmo Cats," and I was like, "What?" He's like, "The Cosmo Cats," and I was like, "Yeah, we call them." Thundercats, and he was like, "Yeah, Cosmo Cats, amazing!" <laughs> and he was totally lovely, and he gave us this massive list of restaurants and places to go. And we went, I we had we went to this restaurant that all the locals were in. Probably some of the best food I've ever had in my whole life. It was amazing. It's great how across all cultural divides, certain things unite us. The Cosmo Cats. Everyone <laughs> yeah. loves the Cosmo Cats. That brings everyone together. So I thought, how can we democratize this? Bring this to the people. So the ideas were right in front of us. It's been a very long time since I've used Tinder, but I guess this general idea still exists, which you swipe left and right through lots of people to find a date. I mean, you're asking me, I've been married for th- 13 years or something now, so Andrews. So <laughs> oh, no yes. Yeah, okay. So there's an app called Tinder, Alex. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's for finding dates. 
Okay. Can we apply this fast dating app idea to finding you a local oh. from that city to suggest you things to go and do? You're never going to be face to face. Mm-hmm. The name doesn't even have to be there. So there's no privacy concerns, hopefully. But on your page, you'll have, I like bands and I like craft beer and modern art, ice, ice skating. And then you'll, you'll be flipping through these people until you find someone with similar ideas, likes to them. And you'll be able to message them, where should I go? Where's good? And I thought, how can we monetize this? Maybe there's like a commission thing. So it, it encourages that the locals to sign up. I think if you if you add commission though, that's when it's going to start to no longer be about the local stuff, is it? Because the the, the businesses who are paying the commission are just going to end up gaming the system to make it yeah, about yeah. commission. I think you have to make it a direct like payment. Like you have to you basically tip tip people for how good their ideas were. Okay, so it's kind of a pay it forward situation. So you go to this bar, I end up in Baran, the great cocktail bar in right. Bruges. I've been suggested it by this guy on um, Tinder for locals. And then I have to buy him a drink or something next time he comes in. Ah, uh, perfect. I think this would be great. Streamline this whole process of finding places you actually want to go to because it's tuned for you. And also, it's actually like, it's not this top of trip advisor in Lonely Planet. It's an actually hand-picked selection for you. I like that. I like that a lot. What about, right, this idea just popped into my head right at this second. What about TripAdvisor, but we just randomize all the scores every day? Ooh. <laughs> so they, so like, you, you don't actually know if yeah. you're going to enjoy it or not. It's just, this is a random place. Yeah, this is a random place. It's right. It's five stars today. <laughs> this is actually right. So I, 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 I was thinking about something actually quite similar to this. Yeah. This randomization of places to go. Yeah. When I was at the Edinburgh Fringe, there's like literally 8,000 acts to see. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to sort it. This, every every single poster has like five star reviews on it. There's so many people reviewing it. You're going to get so it's just impossible to decide. I had the same idea there. What if you just had an app that randomized everything and said, "This is your schedule for today. Oh, You're going to go see these five acts." Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but you take that, apply it to the TripAdvisor thing. You just randomize TripAdvisor every day and be like, "Just go here." Yeah. Here's a day. Here's a random day for you. Go and have breakfast at this place, then go for a walk here, then go lunch at this yeah. place, then these botanic gardens, and then dinner here, and then a movie or a theater trip to this thing. Like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. There's something really nice about that. It's kind of fun and adventurous. The, the, the problem with looking for things you want to do directly, mm-hmm. going to a new city and being like, Hey, local on locals tender. I like craft beer and this and that. And him selecting you the thing you want to do. That's probably quite similar to the thing you do back home anyway. Yeah. Us randomizing all TripAdvisor and being like, right, you're going to go see a monster trip today. Yeah. Uh, that's quite fun. It's really fun. And you do, it would push you out of your comfort zone. You go and do new stuff. Like you have to sign up. You have to be committed to it. You have to be like, all right, I'm going to do whatever it says. It's going to buy me the tickets as soon as I press that give me a random day button. It spends yeah. my money to do it, and I, now I'm committed. I, you log in, and it says, how much money do you want to spend? And you're like, right, today's going to cost me £35. You put that £35 in, it's PayPal in, it's locked in, no going back. You hit <laughs> randomize. Yeah. And then it's, maybe it doesn't even tell you. Maybe it's just like, you're walking here on a map. Oh. 
That's actually a fun idea. It is a fun idea, isn't it? It is a fun idea, yeah. I love it, the, the fringe thing. I used to work on the fringe app when the fringe had an app back in the good old days. <laughs> and we had a, a thing in that called Nearby Now, which would be like something starting in the next 20 minutes that has tickets available that is within like walking distance of you right at this minute. And that was great. That's, good. that's yeah. a really good feature. Because that's a lot of the time when you're at the fringe, you're just like, I want to see something right now. Yeah. But again, you're just swamped with stuff. Yeah, it got used quite a lot, I think, because like if you're out at, at night and you're drinking, mm-hmm. you know, you're a pleasant stone or whatever, and you just like, oh, let's go and see something now. Press the button, and it's just like, here's a thing to see, and they just just go, yeah. Oh, I like this. I I would actually use this app. I think. I I, I think I would use this app as well, especially if it was very slightly tailored to me. You you could have a bit where you like tailor it slightly think yeah maybe i don't think you can say what you wanted to but maybe you could say what you didn't want yeah, to do i definitely don't want to go white water rafting you know yeah i hate yeah. that i really hate giraffes do not take me to a zoo <laughs> who the fuck hates giraffes Andrew? <laughs> this happens for everybody else i i, I don't want to start <laughs> shutting out customer segments before we even get any code down i like this idea of like someone in the zoo at the giraffe long neck fucks <laughs> Fucker, yeah. <laughs> Fucking ruined my day. Looking over everything, really tall. Yeah, what? Looking down at me. He's better than me. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even know I'm tall for a human. <laughs> that was good, Andrew. Yeah. That, so that was some of my some of my Bruges-based holiday ideas. I love them. They were good. I feel like our holiday episodes have actually been really, really good. There's been some quality ideas. Good. I was out of the office, had my my brain, it's time to crunch in some really weird business ideas. Yeah, that's good, man. That's lovely. Good, we should do more um, on-location recording, maybe. We have we have the equipment, we can make it happen. We do, yeah, we do. Yeah, that's good, cool. Parisa suggests I record, like, noises and stuff of, of the city to weave into this episode a bit more atmospheric. So I think if you had on-location recording, you make this episode really immersive. I think that would be really. I think that'd be really good. And we could. We yeah. We need just more. We need another little recorder that we could take out into the street and, and record stuff. I love it when we do little sound bites from people. That's one of my favorite things. Going around their office, distracting everybody. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the that's the good stuff. Right. So next week we will be back. We'll probably even record in the same location. With non-holiday related ideas, probably I've got fucking loads of them. <laughs> Good content coming up on the show. Sweet. But if someone wanted to contact us, if someone was like, "Holy shit, I know a lot of Swift. I could make your app a reality, guys." How would they? How would they contact us, Alex? The best way would be via our email, which is brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. But if you really want, you can also send us an Instagram message, brains on the outside, or a little tweet, tweet, tweet. Brains outside on Twitter we are because there's not enough letters for brains on the outside. <laughs> we could have been brains on the outside, but oh, but yes. it. yeah, I think brains outside. I no one noticed, no one called me on it. But when I bought the domain for the the website the first time, I got the wrong one. I got <laughs> brains on the outside. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. So but now it was it was when I was still bus bro. It was brains on the outside dot bro. But now oh, yeah. it's now it's brains, so it's okay. 
I really want to do a bit on the show where we talk to someone called Brian who is outside and he has ideas about being a Brian outside. His biggest challenge is life and solve his specific problems. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, Andrew, go and have a fun time in Bruges. And I will. Keep your brain on the outside, man. Keep your brain on the outside.